Hello, and welcome to Order Within, navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Brandon Ward, back with another episode of Order Within. Navigating the inner terrain so we can master the world we live within. Today's topic is foundational to all that we do in life. I didn't realize this early on in my journey on earth, but everything is mental, and that's the topic of today's episode, episode number 46. And in the episode, we're going to talk about why it's so important to recognize the power that our thoughts and beliefs hold in shaping our lives. We're going to look at why the mental game is the most important aspect of our life, especially if we have a big vision, audacious goals, and a tenacity to want to build an amazing life. The mental game is the difference between those that excel and achieve things at a high level versus those that don't. So we're going to look at research studies that support these claims. We're going to go over some prominent thinkers and philosophers who who share these ideas. We're going to look at ways to increase our mental strength. We're going to look at real-life examples of the power of the mind, and then we're going to wrap the episode. So first, for me, my journey with mindset came when I found the book Mindset by Carol S. Dweck. I've spoken about this book before on past episodes, and it's something that's transformed my life. Until I read it, I did not realize how limited my mind was, how fixed my beliefs were. As an example, for many years, for most of my life, I believed that talented, successful people, I did not realize it at the time, but I believed it through exploring my mind and my conscious mind, my subconscious mind, my beliefs. I believed that talent was innate and it wasn't something that was learned. So people had gifts, had talents and skills that they simply brought into the world with them and then they went on to, to, they knew that they had them and then they used them and they just were. They happened to be extraordinary individuals. So for the longest time, I felt that I was inadequate. I felt that I didn't have these innate abilities. I didn't have innate talents. I was unsure what I could do. I was very low on myself. I had a lot of self-esteem issues. I didn't value who I was. I didn't realize that I couldn't learn. And so that belief around innate abilities or talents being something that we bring into life with us and not something as a developed, a skill that we can develop, limited my pursuits in life. It limited my ability to grow and and expand my talents and skills. It limited my ability to even approach things that I believed I didn't have innate talent in. 
But what mindset, what growth, the growth mindset has taught me is that's not true at all. It's the opposite. People may have innate abilities or talents that we bring into life with us or skills that we have, but it's the effort, commitment to the process of growth, learning, changing, evolving, adapting, constantly iterating and practicing, taking ruthless action. This is how we develop skills. All of us have the ability to learn and grow and expand our minds and develop talents and skills and bring things to life and build visions. It's just first and foremost, we have to know that as a possibility. We have to accept that as a possibility. If we don't accept that as a possibility, then everything in life will be nearly impossible because within our minds, we don't believe it can be. So whether consciously or subconsciously, if that's the beliefs that we hold, we will sabotage our efforts to succeed and build the vision that we have. That's why the mind truly is everything. And when we get at looking at the mental game being the most important aspect of our life, this is why. It's ultimately our, our thoughts, our beliefs, the, way, the things that we hold in our mind, conscious and unconscious, shape everything that we do. They impact our emotions. They impact our behaviors. They impact the outcomes that we experience. They impact our responses to events, our responses to people. All of these things, they impact and influence our responses to both negative and positive events. So without looking at this, without understanding that first and foremost, everything that we do begins in our mind. The things that we believe begins in our mind. The vision that we hold begins in our mind. The beliefs that we have to restructure begin in our mind. If we're experiencing internal strife, if we're experiencing struggle, imposter syndrome, low self-esteem, isolation, sadness, depression, all these things that are lingering within us, there's, those are indicators that our, our minds are misaligned with what we desire. And if we don't align that, then our minds will rule us. And much of us are ruled by our minds. Our minds are a tool. They're an incredible, powerful tool. They're a organic, biological computer, effectively. And those operating systems, which all of us have, our beliefs, our thoughts, our subconscious beliefs and thoughts, all of these things add up to create and come together to build our operating system. And, and that operating system is what dictates our experience within our minds and our day-to-day -day basis. This is why this work has such a powerful impact on how we feel each day and the way we handle life on the day-to-day -day basis. It's not about the finding the perfect scenario to feel good in. It's how do we handle the tough stuff? Because most of life isn't ideal. Most of life is hard things. Most of life are things that we have to navigate and manage and pushing through. A lot of things in life are obligations. There are simply things that we must do. So understanding that the mind is the foundation of all that. And if it's off, it's if it's misaligned with what we desire and what we're driving towards versus what is within us, we are effectively at war with ourselves. And that's the component that we have to align here. This is really the work of transformation and alignment is aligning what we desire with what is. And we do that through internal work and reestablishing a loving, compassionate relationship with ourselves. And 
in order to do that, when we learn to harness the power of our minds, we can achieve greater levels of success, fulfillment, happiness, and purpose in our life. And that's the aim for all this, is to get to that point to living true to who we are and what we desire and the life that we envision ourselves for ourselves so that we may be of service to the world and grow as individuals as well. And I've talked a lot about this, the other side of that, the negative consequences of negative thinking. All of this is changeable. Our brains are plastic. They are malleable. They, can, they are flexible. And that is all the way up into old age. It used to be said that we stopped growing when we were like 15 to 20 years old. That's not true at all now. Our minds are plastic. They absolutely can change. It's easier when we're younger because we don't have years and years of experience and synapses that have been firing in our minds, building these super highways of belief. If we imagine our brain, effectively ideas, thoughts, beliefs start out as little dirt roads. And if we encourage them to grow, whether we want to or not, a lot of times this is done through our own thoughts, our own actions, or the environment that we're a part of, they go from dirt roads and transform into paved roads, four-lane roads, superhighways, etc., and they expand. And so we can still change them, but it's a lot harder to take a dirt road and change it than it is a superhighway and change it. There's a lot that you have to deconstruct. But a dirt road that's existing can become the superhighway that we want. That's why, again, these unconscious beliefs are so important. And those negative, those negative thinking cycles, those negative beliefs that we hold in our minds that are often false or are no longer true. They may have been true at one point in our life, often when we were younger, that are no longer true now as adults. They're still ruling us as if they are, though. The mind knows no difference. And so when we have these negative thought loops going on in our minds, they lead to these feelings of anxiety, of depression, of low self-esteem. And they prevent us from achieving our full potential in life because we're not allowing the full capacity of our mind to operate at a high level, which is geared towards optimism and growth and openness and expansion and progress. Fear is what keeps us limited in, in this negative thinking, these fear-based cycles, and keeps us small. And that fear voice, that fear energy within us that keeps us small is always competing, right? That's the inner battle that we all are going through. There is a war inside of us determining, and how we handle that war will determine the outcomes that we experience. And so it's managing that battle, that internal battle that all of us must face and learn from is the difference in how we experience life and often the difference in whether we ex experience the outcomes we desire or not. So mental, the mental game is everywhere. And there are research, here's, I wanted to put out a few research, research studies that support some of these claims. So a, a study published in the Journal of Positive Psychology found that in, individuals who practiced positive affirmations experienced significant increases in positive effect and self-esteem. The, and this is the key part of this study here, though, because affirmations can be effective if they're aligned with truth or related to us. And this is the last bit. The study also found that positive affirmations were most effective when they were tailored to the individual's unique values and strengths. So that's the key. It's not just rot, routine, repetition of affirmations. 
It's the reflection of who we are, understanding our unique values and strengths. So we do this through self-reflection, through journaling, through spending time with ourselves. And then we begin to do those affirmations as we discover who we are, as we discover and uncover our authentic values and strengths. We now can leverage those affirmations to say, you know what? I am creative. I am fun. I am powerful because I've learned about myself and come to realize that those things matter to me and I've experienced them myself. So the reflection is key, not just routinely, mindlessly repeating affirmations. They have to be anchored in who we are because otherwise our mind will know we're lying. We have to believe it. We have to give ourselves the possibility of believing it. And if we're outside of who we are, then we won't get there. That's why self-reflection and being true to who we are and understanding that unique quality and using the affirmations that reflect who we are and our desired state are critical. So that was Wood, Lindley, Matbley, Cashton, and Hurling in 2011. Another study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that individuals who practice self-affirmation, i.e. reflecting on their core values and personal strengths, were more resilient in the face of stress and less likely to engage in self-defeating behaviors. This was Sherman and Cohen in 2006. Again, these affirmations, the self-affirming practices that we do through journaling and in connection with ourselves are driven by a compassionate relationship with ourselves. It's an honoring of who we are. It's a reflection of who we are. And we do that by connecting from within, spending time with ourselves, and establishing a loving relationship. Again, reflecting those affirmations that align with who we desire to be and who we are from within. And then a third study published in the Journal of Applied Sports Psychology found that athletes who use visualization techniques to mentally rehearse their performance were able to improve their confidence and focus and ultimately achieve better results. So we can use our minds in that sense as well in visualizing what we desire to achieve the outcomes that we're looking at and build from there. It all begins in the mind. And and I'm going to get into more of how the mental aspect of life, when we get into real life examples and how this applies, how the difference of mental strength is often the difference between the outcomes that we desire and the outcomes that we don't. Let's look at a few prominent thinkers here and talk about their perspectives on this. So Marcus Aurelius was a Roman emperor and he emphasized the importance of focusing on what is within our control So our thoughts, our beliefs, and our attitudes, and letting go of what is outside of our control. He believed that by cultivating a positive mindset and focusing on the present moment, individuals can achieve greater levels of happiness and fulfillment in life. So Marcus Aurelius was a huge Stoic philosopher. He was all about managing and handling the things that we could, controlling what we can, and letting go of everything else. Understanding, too, that life often is crappy and hard, and how we handle that is going to be the difference. And so knowing what we can and cannot control is a key distinction in in influencing our personal happiness and fulfillment on a daily basis. And Marcus was a huge proponent of this. So focusing on what we can control and letting go of what we cannot is a very powerful piece of wisdom that we can leverage in our life. Epictetus was a Stoic philosopher and taught that individuals have the power to choose their thoughts and reactions and that by cultivating a positive and virtuous mindset, they can achieve inner peace and tranquility. 
He believed that by reframing negative thoughts and focusing on one's own characters, values, and character, individuals can develop a sense of purpose and direction in life. Again, reflecting who we are, leveraging our inner world, cultivating that positive and virtuous mindset to build that inner peace and tranquility. It all comes from within us, though. It's a the ability to reframe negative situations, to always learn from situations that we're in, to recognize that there is always value in situations, no matter how negative it may be in the moment. There are always lessons we can learn and always ways we can grow. That anchoring to that and reframing from that perspective gives us personal power, which increases our confidence and our self-esteem. One of the key factors in depression and indicators of depression are scenarios where we realize we have little power. The least, the less power we feel to influence situations, there is a correlation between the depression that we often experience because we want to know that we have an influence over our reality. And if we don't have an influence over our reality, the natural response is depression and apathy. So recognize that, right, when we're in those moments. Another thinker, Ralph Walter Emerson. He was an American essayist. He emphasized the importance of self-reliance and individualism in achieving success and happiness. He believed that individuals should trust their own instincts and intuition and that by focusing on their unique strengths and talents, they can achieve greatness in life. And the thing that I love about Emerson's perspective is he was a spiritualist as well, and he saw that this came from our creator. So the instincts, the intuition, the creativity, the mind that we've been gifted is truly a gift from creation, and it's ours to use. And it's foolish of us to not leverage the talents and strengths that we have, our instincts, our intuition, those inner powers that all of us have and that, re- that need to be developed and built up. These are the skills that we cover on the show, skills that I cover in my coaching practice and a lot of the content that I create is how do we develop these skills? How do we increase our personal happiness and success? How do we reach the potential that we have? And Emerson focused heavily on that by self-reliance and looking into ourselves and learning about who we are and what makes us unique and leveraging those things. And then finally, Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill wrote extensively about the power of positive thinking and visualization and achieving success and prosperity. He wrote Think and Grow Rich. That was his, that book is still selling today and it's been written over a hundred years ago. He was the king, the father of this effectively, at least prominently, I should say, as the 19th century, 20th century thinking here rolled into the secret and all a lot of the new age self-help stuff was built around his work of positive thinking and visualization. And so he believed that by focusing on one's goals and visualizing oneself, achieving them, individuals can create the conditions necessary for success and fulfillment in life. And so when we, it's really getting into that ideal vision, imagining the world that we want to be living in, imagining the work that we're doing, the house that we live in, the relationships that we have, so that we bring that vision closer to us. And it all begins in our mind. So this is looking at visualization and how do we envision the future that we want to create from now in the present moment. We do that mentally, but then we anchor all this stuff daily through our mindset that we engage life with. How we handle each moment, each day is what determines our ability 
to handle and navigate what life presents to us. But this is our way of influencing what we desire by leveraging our creative mind, our visualization, and that power of positive thinking. All right, so now we're going to look at some ways to increase our mental strength. And a lot of this stuff, it's the thing is, gang, is it's a lot of it's the same that we're influencing these things. But the key is, is practicing them. It's the practice that makes this stuff powerful, not just the ideas themselves. Execution is really where the rubber hits the road. Ideas are cheap, but execution is not. So these are the tools that we can use, but we have to practice them and leverage them in our life to gain the value from them. So it's not just knowing that these things can work. It's actually leveraging them in our life to experience them working. So mindfulness and and meditation. Mindfulness is the practice of being present and aware in the moment without judgment, letting whatever comes, come. So that means our mind, we're observing our mind when we're meditating. We're observing our mind when we're working. We're observing ourselves when we're driving. You can practice mindfulness anywhere. It's just the act of observing without judgment and allowing it to be, to get a sense of where we are today. How chaotic is our mind? How peaceful is our mind? How negative is our mind? How positive is our mind? We start to get an idea of that simply through mindfulness, being present and observing ourselves. But meditation is an intentional practice of being with ourselves, closed. There's a lot of ways you can do this. There's walking meditations. There's all these things. But when I think about meditation, I'm not talking about guided meditations. I'm talking about setting a timer on your phone, no music, just yourself and your thoughts. Your eyes are closed, somewhere comfortable, and you sit there. Ideally, a minimum of 10 minutes. You can go up from that if you want. I start my day every morning with a 10-minute meditation just to get my mind right. But it allows us to experience ourselves and connect with ourselves and be present with who we are and really experience the energy that we bring on a daily basis. Meditation is an incredible way to experience the depth of our own being. So I would encourage you to practice both mindfulness and meditation. Another aspect, as we've talked about, is the growth mindset. The growth mindset is the belief that our abilities and intelligence can be developed and improved over time through effort and persistence. The mindset, this, the growth mindset fosters a sense of resilience and persistence in the face of challenges and can lead to greater levels of achievement and success. So when we look at challenges, when we look at roadblocks and obstacles, we view them as opportunities for triumph, opportunities to grow, to evolve, to get better at what we're doing. That's the power of the growth mindset is it doesn't say that talents are innate or just there, that they can be developed. Our skills and our abilities and our minds, our intelligence can all be developed if we're willing to put the time into it and learn it and grow, make mistakes, learn from them, pivot, continue on. That's the key. Reframing those negative thoughts. And this, so this builds, right? Mindfulness and meditation builds. You, you start with mindfulness and then you start to look at your mind. You identify those areas where you're operating out of a fixed mindset. You look to apply the growth mindset and then you start to reframe those negative thoughts. You challenge those negative thoughts, that negative self-talk, and you replace it with a more positive and empowering message. And we do that again through reflection and then reframing it. So if it's, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I'm not talented, it's like, wait a second, no. That's not true. I am good enough. I am talented. I can do this. I just need to learn. I just need to take the time to do this. I need to learn from someone who knows how to do this. I need to spend more time in the practice developing those skills. I need to practice more. 
so we can work at reframing those negative thoughts as we develop our mindfulness, activate our growth mindset, and start to challenge that negativity because they are often lies we've been telling ourselves over and over that we've simply just let it fall into the unconscious world and we don't even realize that we're doing it every day. So this is a process. The upside of this is it, it helps us develop a more positive outlook and gives us a greater sense of self-efficacy and confidence because we're literally reprogramming our mind. So it, it also increases our confidence and power because we start to feel and see, holy, this works. This stuff really works. As we talked about a lot in this episode too, we can use positive affirmations and visualizations. As long as those positive affirmations are a reflection of who we are and what we desire to be, relative to the reflective work that we've done, the time that we've spent to get to know ourselves, establishing that connection with who we are. That's when positive affirmations can work. That's how we challenge those negative thoughts and we anchor them with the positive affirmations that we want to reprogram our minds with. But it takes time. And, and we have to do it consistently. And it's okay. We're going to make stay, mistakes. We're going to have bad days. We're going to forget about it, all this stuff. But we just have to come back and reset and start again. That's the commitment. Visualization involves imagining those mental pictures and desired outcomes to help create a greater sense of what we're building towards, the aspirations that we have. So those two work together as well. The visualizations help us imagine the future that we're building towards so we can experience, so we can feel it. That's the key too, is getting in the feelings of what that world looks like, what that future state is. Are you excited? Are you exhilarated? Are you calm? Like those are the feelings that we want to anchor into, not just the visions themselves. Some of us can't see in our minds. I actually don't see a ton of thing in my mind. It's more feeling based. So for me, those feelings are critical. For you, it may be more powerful visualizations, but for others, it may be the mental side. It may be more of that emotional anchoring, but really the feeling of it, however that is expressed in your mind is the important piece there is to to really anchor in those feelings of what it is. And then the last piece is just setting achievable goals. It's amazing to have audacious, big, massive goals. I encourage you to do that. Have a big vision for your life. If we're lucky, we're going to be here for a long time, so we have a long time to build. But we also have to be practical about the goals that we're achieving and breaking them down into smaller pieces. Starting at a high level, if you want to launch a new business or you want to hit a certain revenue number at your business, or you're trying to go full-time from your current role into a full-time entrepreneur, like those are big goals. But what are some small steps that you can set up to achieve along the way? So maybe if it's you're working full-time for someone else and you want to start a side hustle, maybe it's just getting that first client or launching that website or building a social profile that you can start talking about these things. It starts small. So start setting up those small goals that you can move into and start to build the momentum of achievement and success within your life, driving towards your ideal state. All right, so the last piece here we're going to look at is real-life examples of the power of the mind and how we apply it in our life and how it matters so much, and then we're going to wrap the episode real quick. So sports has always been an athlete's rely on visualization and positive affirmations to enhance their performance. Many successful, as an example, many successful Olympic athletes have reported using visualization techniques to mentally rehearse their performance, increase their confidence and focus. That's one thing of leveraging the power of our mind and envisioning, envisioning it. But there's also the mental strength component. When you watch sports and when you watch games, 
Watch the player's body language. When you see a team that's down by 20 points and there's 10 minutes left in the game, how are they responding? Have they quit already? Have they mentally quit? Is their body language off? Are they pouting about calls? Are they frustrated? That's the mental side of athletics that's not often spoken to because that mental game is usually the determining factor at the end of the day on who wins or loses games. And the edge that we create is by having mental strength. And that means that regardless of how bad things may be in a game or whatever it is, we are going to attack. We are going to pursue. We will get after it regardless. We're not looking at the score right now. We're not doing those things. We are focusing on what we control, where we are now, and pressing, getting into it, staying firm. So much mental side in sports comes down to quitting or giving up too early. And so the mental strength allows us to leverage that, allows us to overcome scenarios where we're down or we're struggling or we're behind or we're having a tough season, whatever it may be. Sports, as with life, how we handle the negative side is what's more important than how we handle the victories. And so the mental strength enables us to overcome negative situations and rise above scenarios and accomplish big things because we are persisting through when most people would give up. That's why when you see someone on a team, someone like Tom Brady is an example, guys won multiple championships, that mental fortitude of being able to come from behind and win games, regardless of how dire it may be, is the difference. That mental aspect of it is the game changer for individuals. The same thing applies with business, for business leaders and entrepreneurs, especially your self-belief, your perseverance, your ability to press through challenges will be the determining factor of your success or not. Most businesses fail in the U.S. within three years. But that's often because people give up. It's such a grind early on defining your market, defining your ICP, targeting your those ideal clients. I just said that looking at your avatar, there's so much work that goes into establishing your positioning early on. That takes time, effort, energy, and you got to be out there in the field making it happen. As a business leader or an entrepreneur, your ability to hit challenges head on and realize that this is an opportunity to learn, to grow, to pivot, and evolve, it will give you the edge to grow a successful and sustainable business over time. The mind is the edge. The same is true in personal development. The same is true in our health, in relationships. All of this stuff, when we're looking at personal development as an example, we can leverage our mind to achieve great growth and development. Meditation and mindfulness, I've talked about already to reduce our anxiety and stress. But that level of awareness, the mental strength that we can push through negativity, the ability to press on when we don't want to, when things are down, when we are struggling, is the difference. Often it just takes a small belief in a better future state to keep us going through. That's the mental side, though. When we can look at everything that's happening around us, we can experience all the negativity, we can experience the challenges that we're facing and say, you know what? doesn't matter. I'm going to get through this because I know there is a better state in my future. I'm working towards it. I'm doing things every day. Eventually, the results will show. That's the mental side of it is so much in personal development and life and business. We don't see the results until way later. The indicators lag a ton. 
So we have to show up every day. The leading indicators are our daily actions and how we're handling life. That's the key difference. And even thinking about health, as I mentioned a second ago, health is huge. Not only does it help in terms of like with optimism and having an optimistic mind, it helps in terms of our health and wellness over a long term. There's scientific studies that show if you have a more opti- optimistic perspective on life, it extends your lifetime by up to 10 years. That's insane. That's insane. But this happens because, again, that's the, the power of the positive mind. But even thinking about health and fitness, when we're running, it's not the body that quits. Or when we're exercising, it's not our body that quits. It's the mind. The mind wants to quit. It doesn't want to tolerate the pain. It's making all these excuses. It's screaming at us. All these signals. We got to stop. We got to stop. We got to stop. But it's our ability to navigate that. Now, if you're experiencing actual pain when you're running, like physical pain and something's wrong, then obviously stop or lifting, right? But most of the time we're not. It's just our mind wanting to quit because it's hard. It's uncomfortable. So the mind's trying to go back to comfort, to what we know is easy, to take it easy, to just stop. Hey, come on. What are we doing? That's the mental side. The mental game of our fitness, of our sport, whatever it is, determines the outcomes we desire and create. It's the edge. I'm telling y'all, it's the edge that people have. When you look at people who are ultra successful, whether they're aware of it or not, some people learn this stuff because they're fortunate without ever knowing what it is, and they just leverage it in their life. But for those people who have not had it and then learned to develop it, they know how important it is and how critical it is to their success and their well-being and their ability to create the outcomes that they desire and to have an edge in the market. And then last, in relationships, mindfulness and self-reflection, having a healthy, loving relationship with yourself is going to improve every relationship in your life with people that you care about, with your family, your friends, your children, your spouse, everyone, your business partners. Having a good connection with ourselves, a good relationship with ourselves, a good, strong, loving, healthy mind will reflect and reverberate out into every relationship that we have. The, the relationship that we first have always is the one with ourselves. And usually that reflection, the relationship that we have with ourselves will reflect out into all relationships that we have with others. So if I'm judgmental and critical to myself, you can guarantee I'm going to be like that with others. If I'm unempathetic towards myself and the, the suffering that I experience and the pain that I have, you can almost guarantee that I'm not going to be unempathetic to others, that I'm not going to be empathetic to others. So it's almost always a reflection of the relationship that we have with ourselves is an indicator of how we will be a reflection of what the relationship is that we have with others. It's a very powerful way to realize this and think about it in, in that foundational relationship with ourselves and how it influences all that we do. All right, y'all. So that's all I've got for the episode. I'm going to go ahead and wrap real quick here. So ultimately, the power of the mind is the fundamental aspect of human experience. And has a profound impact on our emotions, our behaviors, and the outcomes that we experience in life. It's the edge in all that we do. And our ability to build mental strength and fortitude to press on when we don't want to, when we want to quit, when we want to give up. That's the mental strength. That's the component of the mental game that we work to overcome. Because the fear, the desire for comfort, the desire to quit, all that will be there. Resistance is always within us. It never leaves. The fear is still there. It's always there. It drives us, but it's how we respond to it that differs. 
And that's the distinction between many of us is our response to the discomfort, the struggles, and the things that we're experiencing in life. So when we look at this from the mental side of it, that response is everything. That is the mental edge that we can create in our lives. Because without that, we're really easy to knock over. Life is going to continue to knock us down. We will continue to face challenges and problems. That's the nature of life. So how we respond to those things will be dictated by the mindset that we've created and the fortitude that we've created in our mind, the strength that we've created in our mind to handle negative situations, to handle changes, to handle problems or unforeseen things. Because that's all life is most of the time. So build build that mental strength. Do not underestimate the power that we hold in our minds to overcome and press through those negative thoughts and feelings and emotions because they're always there. It's our response to them and acting in spite of them is what distinguishes the difference. So you got this, y'all. I know you can. Day by day, right? Bit by bit, day by day, brick by brick. That's how we build every day like that. You can take command of your mind of your mental game. It will be the edge too. Developing these skills change your life. It's true. I've experienced it myself. I've seen it in other people and I know it can make a difference. I've got a ton of resources on my website at brandonleeward.com. You can read my blog there. We obviously publish this podcast on a weekly basis found on all your favorite platforms. I've also got a coaching program a personal power program that I've reframed a bit here. It's a six-week program. We're doing hourly calls together. It's direct one-on-one work where we develop and build these skills. We work on developing these skills and teaching you how to leverage these skills and use what you've been given so you can overcome the challenges you face and reach your potential. I hope you all are enjoying the show. I really am loving doing this. I'm approaching episode 50, which is super exciting. We've almost been doing this for a year. It'll be a year in May. I can't wait to continue on this journey. I was looking at Joe Rogan's stuff the other day. I love him. He's a phenomenal thinker. He's an incredible guest on his show. He's been a huge inspiration for me for a very long time. He's done over 2,000 podcast episodes. His podcasts average around three hours, so that's at minimum 6,000 hours of what we've seen alone, but you know that he does more things that they've cut out, so he's looking at probably 10,000 hours of total time that he's put into his podcast. That's the mastery level. And so thinking about these things, we have to realize that to get to that pinnacle of expression and creation, it takes time and energy and focus and commitment to it. It's a process to master. So it's the long game that we're playing here, y'all. And remember that 10,000 hour mark is like that, that mastery point. That's what we're driving at here. But that doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, consistency, and effort over the long haul. So that being said, I hope y'all enjoy the episode, and until next time, y'all. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.